We would like to thank our amazing sponsor, Touring Plans Travel. Their destination specialists are experts in smart travel and are there to help you plan an amazing Disney vacation. Whether you are looking at Disney World, a Disney cruise, or anywhere in the world, they will book you an amazing vacation and it costs you nothing. Their services are completely free. So head over to touringplans.com travel and tell them Rope Drop Radio sent you. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars today, Doug. We're covering all of those, where you can find them in the park, how they're in the park, why they're in the park. All about the parks, but some different galaxies and expanded universes. Yeah, and we have a really awesome guest with us today, so really excited to get into this week's show. But before we begin, Doug, we have to remind people that we have an event coming up. We do. We have an event. And people are already booking. Right. September 11th through the 14th. Exact itinerary. Look for that on next week's show. We should be announcing some events, um, penciling those in right now, finalizing them with Chrissy of Touring Plans. But if you book through Touring Plans while we're down there, you will get a bonus $25 gift card from Touring Plans. And you will also get a little welcome gift bag. That's rope drop specific type items. Yes. So definitely do that. I don't that. We know don't... what that could be. So no idea. Running gag sort of stuff that the folks at Touring Plans thinks are funny. So yes, we want you down there. We want to hang out with you. We'll be going to all the Marvel and Disney, everything we can. So if you want to yes. do that, definitely uh, go into the show notes, click the link, and we will uh, take you there. Also in the yeah. link support the show is our Patreon page. And we have some new Patreons we have to give a shout out to. Laura Riley, Mallory Gorky, and Susan Everett. Did I do that right, Doug? Don't know. Okay. Don't know. I feel like that was the first time you looked at it. I saw, well, when I text you <sighs> Patreon updates, I do. And then I'm good with first names. I'm bad with last names. Oh, dear. Yeah, We're going to be I talking more. I don't know that you're good with first names. Yes, I can say Doug and Derek. There you go. If it starts with a D, I got it. How about the Atlas the other week? Elise. And no, uh, it was, was Olivia. Olivia. Because my daughter's one. Olivia. It's yeah, Olivia challenging. My goodness, guys. It's, it's not going to forget that one. There, no, you're not. So on Patreon, we're going to actually dive into more of the Disney Plus shows with Star Wars and Marvel. We've not covered any of those recently. So if you want to hear that, you're going to have to join the community and get that bonus episode. There you go. All right. Apple Podcast Reviews. Thank you to everyone that leaves one. I'm getting low. I'm going to need some, guys. Okay. i need some. That way Help I can mispronounce out. your name. Yes. All I can't right. be the only one mispronouncing names on this show. Simply the best five stars by Britt Ray. Thoroughly enjoy listening to Doug and Derek on the RDR podcast. Their upbeat, informative, and fun conversations put a smile on my face and provide just the up-to-date Disney info I'm looking for. I look forward to their new episodes and appreciate the content they put together for their audience. Keep up the great work, guys. From Brittany Reynolds in Rochester, New York. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. And thank you, everyone. Yeah, keep leaving reviews, helping our show get seen. We're getting a little bit. We're almost up to 400, Doug. So got to set some goals. 
Yes, we need to do that. We got get get up to that 400. We'll get Yes, there. there you go. We'll do something special when we hit that mark, maybe a giveaway or something. But first, we have a very special guest to talk about Marvel and Star Wars and how they're being integrated into the parks. We welcome on a writer from Touring Plans, the MCU Direct, and the Star Wars Direct blogs, normally found in line for Starbucks, right next to my wife probably. Please welcome to the show Savannah Sanders. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm a fan of the show, so I'm thrilled for the chance to be part of it today. And I've had my Starbucks, so I'm good to go. Oh, yay. Good. All juiced Excellent. up. Well, let's start with you sharing a little bit of your Disney background with the Rope Droppers. Begins very, very early. I've been told my first visit to Disney World was when I was nine months old. Um, and then Probably a parents- lot of good memories from that trip, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. My mom says it was all for her and she totally owns that. I just happened to be there. So um, and then I went again. This was back before Disney Cruise Line when they did the land and sea packages with uh-huh. the big red boat. Apparently I was I experienced that as well. Um, a couple other times in my childhood, but the trip that really kind of like created my Disney obsession uh, was during the 25th anniversary um that's when i first learned about walt disney and imagineering i remembered everything and it's also when um i think i went a few months after my dad had taken me to see star wars original trilogy in theaters and when i discovered that there was star wars in disney world and kind of put those things together that really is like again started my obsession and um, i'm still all about it ever since Excellent. Well, mentioning Star Wars was in the park back then. So they've had a long relationship with the Disney parks where Marvel is much more recent. So let's start a little bit with the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. That's the newest thing, the hot ticket. Uh, You've gotten to ride this. Uh, I rode this, but my description of the actual ride was very lackluster in my trip report because it was mostly about don't throw up on my daughter. Would you say that was fair, Derek? That, I didn't you nailed really describe it. I, the ride much. nailing the puking part. And I did not. I did We're not still going to do it together, just letting you know. Oh. If you come down in our trip and there's enough people that come down, that will get Doug on the ride to and physically record push it. me yes, on. Yes, exactly. There you go. I mean, who's buying me that lightning lane? I'm not. No, uh, that. Joe, anyway. back to the mouse is already booked, so he's going to help us get on there. All right. Well, back to back to the task at hand here. What was the highlight of the ride experience for you? I love this pre-show for the ride. Like, um, I got to do it a couple of times, and I think the pre-show is one of the best Disney's done in a long time. There's an amazing effect. I won't spoil it, but, like, the pre-show itself is worth it, and it's so Guardians. Like, it's hilarious. It feels like you're actually watching a clip from a Guardians movie. Um, I would say that... Uh, the music, of course, makes it so fun. Um, a lot of thrill rides are more like intense. This is more like just sheer fun and joy. Um, so I would say that. And I'm a big fan of this new ride system. Um, it's definitely unique. Um, I felt like years ago when like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train opened up and they really amped up how like the vehicles swing. And when you ride it, you don't really notice that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but for this attraction, like what they promoted is actually what you experience. It, it's totally unlike any other um, thrill ride I've been to at a Disney park. 
so yeah, I would say play the pre-show music and the ride vehicle, make it a standout. So all the things. All the things. All the things. The, the whole pointing, not where you're going, I could do without. I just, is I could see how people love it though. Um, would you say it's the smoothest roller coaster you have ever ridden? Yes, I would say so. And and like, right, it's so smooth. And like, no G-forces are really applied at any point. I That's what was missing, the, the G-forces. You never felt like your eyeballs were going in the back of your head, which is fine by me, because Lord help me, had they done that and turned the car sideways? Like, well, but I, is there... So the first part of the ride, it launches backwards, correct? Yes. So that's Doug, Doug's eyes starts. are closed the whole time. I'm just assuming they were not. I was trying to look. There's, there's screens everywhere. There's things to look at. There's stuff they want you to look at. You're chasing a MacGuffin. I, there's yeah. a lot happening. There's you a got, lot happening for sure. It's definitely got a lot of rewritability. Would you say? Yeah, I felt like um, with each song, it feels like a different speed. They say it's not. They say it's the same speed every time. But yeah, different songs change the experience. But my question is, how do you feel about this being an Epcot? Marvel Epcot? Does it make sense? I still don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. Oh, now, good. I'm not the only one. No, um, I, I didn't experience much of like original Epcot. Um, when I was a kid, we like did like Spaceship Earth and then went straight back to World Showcase. So um, it's like a big regret of mine. I never what got kind to of childhood did you have? I know. I, yeah. I blame my parents. Wow. But I mean, she still got to go to Epcot as a child. So right, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. true. That is true. But um, so yeah, I don't have many personal memories of what original like old school Epcot was. Um, however, you know, in my fandom and everything I appreciate it and I wish I had so from that perspective like it bothers me but at the same time I'm also happy we have this because Epcot needed a thrill ride um, especially the area of the park needed some new life so I'm kind of split on it like I'm happy about it but I'm not happy about it maybe I'll have a more formative opinion once everything's done but it's still like construction wall city through there right now so it's kind of hard to see what that full vision it's going to be but um yeah my feelings are still pretty mixed Derek what are your feelings I this? don't like Marvel being an Epcot and I'm not even an Epcot purist I just you are uh, not. Uh, no I, and uh, if I, I do think it should be in Hollywood Studios but I also think um if they're going to do it in Epcot go big or go home it can't just be Guardians you got to have more attractions in that area of the park and and that's going to change the tone of Epcot completely but you can't just do one or the other. It's, I feel like they're, it's either, yeah, put, go all in, you know, let's, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute, but I can't handle just Guardians being there. All right. Here's, here's my feelings. The Epcot it. guy. Having, Got it. Having experienced it, grew up, like, you skipped Future World, Savannah. We, I think that was our day. It was almost like, oh yeah, there's World Showcase back there. That's where you watch Illuminations. That's all that was for in my family. Um we did Horizons. We did Universe of Energy every time. Those were key features of our vacation. I honestly don't care. It doesn't bother me one iota. It's going to pull in a lot of people. It's going to get people in line, get people in and out of a ride. It's going to draw people to that corner of the park. It's doing its job. 
no one was going to universe of energy and they gave up on edutainment a long time ago once they threw nemo into the park i mean let's be honest we put pixar in and people lost their minds about that and you don't really hear people complaining about the seas anymore it's weird that they call it a world showcase pavilion like let's just call it the energy pavilion because they worked that into the storyline kind of about how it's about energy and jumping through the galaxy right they kind of weave in science would you say yeah i actually found there was more like disney and epcot easter eggs and there were marvel easter yeah. eggs that was an interesting choice i was expecting like um i had been to avengers campus a couple months prior and there were like avengers and marvel easter eggs are everywhere so i was expecting that in this ride and there really wasn't there was more like retro Epcot references and there were Marvel references, which is kind of weird, kind of weird. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. If you're going to do, if you're going to do Marvel, you should go all in. This is kind of like trying to satisfy both crowds. And uh, yeah. Well, let's use that as a transition on why. And some people might not know why Avengers Campus is all the way out West and we don't have that at Walt Disney World. So share the reasons. So this is the, the infamous Universal Marvel contract. It's super confusing. Um, I've yet to find probably a journalistic piece that really can explain it in its entirety. Um, it's still kind of mysterious, but basically um, years ago, Universal got the rights to a majority of the Marvel characters to use in their theme park, which means that Disney cannot. So the rule to my understanding is east of the Mississippi, um, all Marvel characters, well, most Marvel characters are only for Universal. Disney cannot use them at all. Uh, merchandise is okay. That's acceptable. But no attractions, restaurants, things like that. The only reason that the Guardians is able to be at Disney World is it was not on that list because Guardians wasn't really a popular Marvel character until James Gunn made the movie back in 2014. So that's why that's the exception, and that's why Disney is going all in on Guardians at Disney World. And that's why when Disney was like, all right, we have this weird contract. We can't use any of these characters east of the Mississippi. Um, let's look at some weird Marvel sh comics and make those movies. So they found Guardians. They found Doctor Strange, who also is not there. So he was in the parks for a little while. So we could see a Doctor Strange ride. I don't know that my stomach could handle that. Let's not do that, Disney. Don't know. I don't think this last movie did enough numbers to push another ride. What? Maybe, was it a little too weird? I still haven't seen it. I'm, it's on Disney Plus You're in, part a, of the in problem, like a week. Barry. I know. <laughs> I went and saw problem. Top Gun instead. <sighs> it's a better movie. Ooh. Not going to lie. Top Gun's a bad movie. It was a great movie. One of the best ever. Anyway, that's not... Uh, yeah, that's not Disney. So let's uh, so going back to East versus West in, in the contract, um, Universal does have a bunch of rides and attractions, but they cannot add to it. And I think that's fascinating as well. That's true. That's right. So the people that are getting hurt are all the fans. It's like the battle of the billionaires trying to because I don't understand at this point how Disney hasn't used a whole army of lawyers and money to get this from Universal and yet the ones that are suffering are the people like us and the ones listening who wish they could do the Spider-Man ride that's out west over at Walt Disney World. They don't want to spend the money on the lawyers to win it and then spend the money on the rides 
Like, let's they build one ride every like three years, and it takes how long them seven Tron years to build it. To build at this point, I don't know. I think Claire will be able to drive by the time the light cycles are going. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, so let's be honest. Could they have possibly found the right lawyers to get things done? Maybe, but do they really want to? Because what would they have really done, right? Like, Avengers Campus is a ride. It's supposed to be two. They... Well, they could do the other one. It's yeah. Guardians. Nothing's stopping them other than money. And it's in Hollywood Studios, which, you know, you could have changed Rock and Roller Coaster into Doctor Strange. That would have worked. Look at that. There's your Avengers Campus there right there. Go. But you can't call it Avengers Campus because of the contract. So you'd have to call it, like, I don't know, New Avengers Campus. I don't think that's in Universal anywhere. Or... I don't know, the Tom whatever people, Tomcats? No. I'm getting deep here. Sorry. Anyway, we can't have nice things at Disney that, World. That's there. it. That was it exactly. Yep. Did I sum it up? You did. Yeah. Okay. It's frustrating. I'm not going to lie. So, Savannah, with that in mind, East Coast and West Coast, summarize both. We're really throwing stuff at you here. Where do you hope Marvel in the Parks goes? What do you hope we see? I would love Disney to pay that team of lawyers because, like you guys said, the fans are the ones that are really suffering for this. But, uh, but no, it's a good point. I don't know what they would do. If they did manage to change the contract, I think something with Black Panther would find its way into the parks for sure. Yeah. Um, with Wakanda, you know, and tech and things like There's that. There's your World Showcase Pavilion. You know they would. You know they would do that. There, there's a In, Body Wars building that has been vacant for quite yeah. a long time that would make a perfect place for that. The only place that Black Panther appears at Universal that's keeping Disney from using them is in a painting in a gift shop. And Doug has the picture to prove it. Yeah, I took well, last time I was there, I was like, see, there it is. That's why we can't have nice things. Just on a wall in a gift shop. So Universal was like, nope, because they were going to roll out Black Panther at one point, and Universal was like, no, we have him. Look. But they can't do anything more with him other than that painting. That pa- that that gift shop will never get remodeled. West Coast-wise, where do you hope things go? They just, you know, finish? That would be nice if they would finish, but uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen for a while. There has been no movement on... Um, I forget what it's even called. I think it was about the Wakanda, Quinjet. The, yeah, Quinjet. I think Jet, a Quinjet thing. Wakanda. Yeah, uh, very vague about that to begin with. But yeah, I don't think we're going to see anything there for a while. Yeah, because Wakanda, in that Black Panther, they you can like remotely drive a car type thing in the movie, right? So they were going to do that. You can sit in a little pod and fly a Quinjet. We won't see it in our lifetime. Or our children's children's I, I lifetime. I do like how Disneyland uh, and California Adventure are rolling out all the Disney care or the Marvel characters, especially as shows are coming out. I do appreciate that, and I wish that they could do that more at Walt Disney World as well. Hundred percent, I agree. I think that's the coolest thing that the day a movie comes out, the day a show comes out, you can immediately go and you can see them there. That has to literally just be a management decision because there's no contract keeping Moon Knight out of not, not just one Moon Knight. World. You have both, both both of them there. I I just blew Mr. my Knight mind. Yes, and Moon Knight. The fact that they're doing that, I'm like, well done, Disneyland. Come bring that over. 
Yeah, that's just a management thing because there's no way Moon Knight's a, in a painting at Universal. This was just some guy in a suit. They're like, oh, no, no, that's him. Totally. All right. Someone look that up for us. That's a Google yeah, question. Go check the all show. the paintings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's where we kind of want him to go. So let's turn our attention to a galaxy far, far away. Because let's be honest, that's that's what we like here a little more, I think, Derek, isn't it? I've read so our many Star, Star Wars. Wars books in the last two months. It's getting ridiculous. Yes, we've talked plenty about the rides in the park and the offerings in the park and Galaxy's Edge. Like, I, Rise of the Resistance, my favorite ride. You're not going to win an argument with me otherwise. Uh, Millennium Falcon can be your favorite ride with the right crew. Uh, so well done. We enjoy both of them. Uh, Star Tours is still spectacular because it changes. But let's talk about the most recent change at Disneyland. So if you go on Rise of the Resistance and Star Tours, you notice it's set at a certain time. It is between episodes eight and nine. Correct? Did I get that right? Yes, you eight did. And nine. That's yep. high. It's really high to count for me sometimes. Um, so it's pigeonholed or yeah, it's right into this slot where it has to, you know, Kylo Ren's still bad. And I mean, spoiler there. And you have Ray and Poe, like, those guys. Guess what? Disneyland. They introduced Grogu. Savannah, how do you feel about this? I am thrilled about this. This is taking too long, in my opinion. Way too long. I don't know why they didn't do this earlier. It's timeline. Um, it's timeline's ruined. It's ruined for everyone. But the, no one the crowds are going to go crazy once they get Mando and Grogu in there. And people have been asking for it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Mandalorian came out the same year as Galaxy's Edge opened, if I have that right. I think it was 2019. So. Yeah. So um, people have been asking for it since the very, very beginning. So I'm thrilled they finally caved and are willing to bend the timeline. I like how you used the word caved because I don't think they would have if it wasn't for the amount of fans. You cannot walk into a Disney park, let alone Hollywood Studios, without seeing Grogu. In fact, my child... My child, the child, and my nine-year-old has not worn a non-Grogu thing in the last like two months. So you should wash his clothes. Uh, I actually, I actually bought him a pack of Grogu socks, and so he just kind of when it's not packed for <sighs> football season, that's all he wears. Uh, but it's, it just blows my mind how much money that this one character has made and it's like why would you not want to get that into every single park cruise ship uh make your own portable dining restaurant and take it around the world do whatever you can because it is just a pure profit making for disney and it just blows my mind it's taking this long how is that on a halcyon blows my mind as well exactly i i i, I expected grogu to come out and like be my personal pet for two nights but I was I was disappointed in that Disney. No. Um, so the timeline, everything in Galaxy's Edge, that timeline. Now we have Boba Fett meeting um, with Finnick Shan, I believe, as also well. The, right? the cast that I saw, that was like really good casting. For, yeah. yeah and, and Grogu Mandalorian coming. This opens the gate for lots of things. Luke, Leia, who knows? Um, also, what age of Luke and Leia do we get? Um Yes, because we're going to hire a 10-year-old to be at a theme park. Leia? Yeah. That would be awesome. That With Lola, that would be fantastic. Okay. Um, anywho, my question for you guys. there's some child labor laws that go into you that? You just have to have a lot of them. You just oh, have to have okay, a lot Okay, and they rotate every 45 and twins, minutes. Lots of twins. Okay, I don't know. got it. Anyway, my question. Let's say they didn't have a timeline. 
see, Rise of the Resistance was exactly what it was. You went on Millennium Falcon, and it's like episode four. Would love timeline. it. Do you think anyone would care other than like the two percent? Oh, I was going to say five percent. fan. It's smaller. It's okay. just louder on Twitter. The it's people that annoy that. me after every... I cannot that... get on Twitter after Obi-Wan comes out You're for a good hour. You're not a fan because you don't hate Obi-Wan. Okay, we're moving on. The That 2%, other than that 2%, which I really don't care about, do you think anybody would notice, even notice, that it's timeline? Like, that it matters? I don't think so. Again, you have 2% of people who would complain, but they would also like it at the same time. Exactly. You have to have meet and greets. I just cannot believe that it's taken them this long. And also the Halcyon, Doug, I realize, I mean, that that can fit any timeline. Right. The comics already do that for you. You just have to recast everything. Exactly. And and put a new story. That's how you make it, you know, when when it kind of starts dying down. You go back in a couple of years. The problem is your your shore excursion is to Batu, which is in a timeline. So if the timeline disappears on Batu, then it's easier for the Halcyon to, you know— Go to the High Republic era for crying out loud. It is a good book series. Not going to lie. Okay, so you guys don't think anybody would care if there was no timeline in Batu, Blue Milk would still taste bad in any time. I, I would hope it would get better somehow. The it fact wouldn't. that they're finally, it took them this long to get Grogu in, but have not fixed Blue Milk just blows my mind. It just has to be blueberry. That's all. An actual milk, I think, would help it. A lot of rum. Uh. Yeah, that only happens half so much. All right. So here's another big question. How do you see Star Wars growing in the parks over the next decade? That's a good question. That's why I, I wrote it. You, you did well. You did well. Because I don't know at the moment if Lucasfilm quite knows where they're going. Because we kind yeah, because we're, we're on Disney Plus, but um, you know, there's talk about them wanting to get away from the original trilogy um, and do some new things. Like I know Taika Waititi is supposed to be writing a Star Wars movie that's set totally away from everything that we know. But at the same time, we're having more Mando, we're having Boba Fett, and we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I don't quite know um, what Lucasfilm has in mind. And then the parks haven't really copied what we've been getting. To be, you know, to begin with. Until last week. So, until last week, exactly. So, yeah, it really could go anywhere at this point. I'm not sure how to predict it. I hope they would keep up with what's what's popular, like Avengers Campus. Follow the Avengers Campus model. Um, stay up to date with what fans are actually watching. That's what I would hope they would do. Um, and if they're been, if they, which I don't know if Disney World will bend the timeline, but if they did, um there's a lot of possibilities that open up there, but I don't know when they're going to do that. Well, they have some room for expansion. So yay, not a lot of room, but enough room that they can add uh, at least an attraction. But the one thing I want them to add for the love of everything is a character meal. I don't want it to be in timeline. I want characters from all the timelines, like all of them, and uh, just walk around. All the Sith like, Lords. I, the, the High like Republic. Maul, Vader. Palpatine, think of that. I yes, I I will take everyone. I will shell out a lot of money for that character meal, and and my son and my family. I am like I am that target demographic, and I know there's a lot of people out there like that. I just don't understand at this point how they don't have that. I I, I get starting off in the timeline, but please Disney for the love of everything, give us a character meal. 
they don't like money. The like, Xenos I guess don't like money. not. Or putting people in costumes. But here we are on the Halcyon. I'm like, oh, we do kind of have a character meal. Why can't they do this in the parks and make just insane amounts of money? It would be like a three credit type of dining plan meal. Like make Wait, Cinderella's this... royal table Wait. look like a joke. What's this dining plan you speak of? Uh, it's in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. It was a long yes. time ago. Never, never coming back. Different timeline. Yes. Oh, well, there time. we go. Where's Loki when you need him? Come prune. Timeline, get us back. I also do hope they add an attraction with the space that they have. What it is, I have no idea. But there's so many timelines with Star Wars. They they can definitely do something really cool with it. I want to ride a Tauntaun or something. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I love that speeder bike ride they talked yeah. about for mm-hmm. years. That'd be cool. That would be good. I know people like to complain about how um, originally they showed a bunch of droids walking, like just moving about the land. And that's, we need more of that, like the droids in the land. We were on the Halcyon. Where yes. There's only My mind is, rooms, Doug, I'm agreeing with you. And there's a droid. Yes. And it didn't work. No. Like it, it got mobbed by the yes. children. It couldn't move. By children and young adults named Derek. And young, yeah, and Derek. Like, I like Derek doesn't, nope, you just kept trying to put your magic band on its eye. I was like, trying dude, to figure out, I was like, like is this part of the storyline? You have to save a kids droid? try to do that. And like, so I will give them a pass on putting any droids in the parks. Yep, I it agree with you now. Well, I, I disagreed with you until the Halcyon, that's for sure. I, it's why we can't have nice things. People, people Me. are why we can't. I'm one of them. Derek, yeah, he's... Yep. So there's a pass on that, and even in the next decade, there's just no way. We there's still no need more there. stormtroopers walking around. They they don't get as much. We could do that. Lots of stormtroopers. Oh, I have another thing. Uh, okay. So V. Murata, I really mm-hmm. love uh, the book that she's in. I love that she's in the park. I also love the video game, the VR video game for Batu. And I feel like there is they need more content to really expand upon the lore of this land as well. That's something I really want. You want more Batu books? Batu games, books, all sorts of stuff. I mean, I just I feel like they have this great opportunity to expand, and they're just not doing. They did a great job with a game and a book, and they could do so much more. How about a whole Disney Plus series? Sure, I would love it. Set in Batu. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the most realistic. I've wondered why we haven't seen a Star Wars character go to Batuu in some of the shows before, like Mandalorian or, or now Obi-Wan. Have him there just for a few minutes. I mean, it would it would help. Yeah. It, it's almost like the directors and producers are like, no, we won't stoop to that. But we'll do everything else that gets the fanboys excited in the Mandal- or Book of Boba Fett, which – People that didn't like Book of Boba Fett, it's because it had the wrong title. It should have been Mandalorian Season 2.5 featuring Boba Boba Fett. And flashbacks and a back to tank. With no understanding of how long. It's a long title, similar to Roped Up Radio, Disney Touring, uh, Travel Planning. Yeah, it's long. We know. All right. So that's the next decade. We basically have no vision. It's like the dark side is clouding. But there's a lot of great content coming, so hopefully they can expand on that. All right. With what we did get in Galaxy's Edge, what was the biggest surprise where the Imagineers outdid themselves? What made you go like, oh, that's surprising? Uh, Of course, obvious answer, Rise the Resistance. I mean, 
that's now like the gold standard of attractions. Um, we all knew it would be good. I don't think we knew it would be this good. Um, so yeah, Rise of Resistance. Um, a, another one for me would probably be the merchandise with how it's like in universe. Um, it confuses people. You can't like buy like a Star Wars shirt that says Star Wars on it in the land. And I get that that's confusing, but I love how like uh, handcrafted and again, I guess in world everything is. And there's constantly new stuff. Disneyland, I think it's more of it than Disney World. Um, but the creativity with that, I think is pretty cool. I like how much Ahsoka merchandise is in there, like within yes. the world. That was surprising. Like she's famous in Star Wars, right? Like if you're merchandise, that means people know who you are. It's, yeah. Yeah, I got Good. I got two. Uh, the one thing that always blows my mind is Ronto Roasters and showing the jet engine and the droid. I'm just like, that is well done. Like I always mm -hmm. praise that. Like that is just, you did not need that there, but that is just keeping it in the land. And then also right. uh, Droid Depot, uh, the amount of money that they are making and my kids are still playing with their droids to this day. I'm just blown away with and, and droids everywhere. Wasn't just like some cheap experience. They really, I mean, it's expensive. So they really did a great job um, with the whole process. I'm going to add Savvy's oh, yeah. to that too. And yes, it's a premium experience, but it's that it's an experience, not just here's your lightsaber kid have at it it's uh it it is very cool also in timeline so you know that's important yep. but the green milk nobody mentioned no the green milk as a surprise it's i think part of the problem is when they built the land they're like all right everybody watched you know um well not the last Jedi. yeah the last jedi and solo and like all right this is what we got to work with um i think the one thing that bothers me the most, this is a segue to the next question, is the fact that we shoot at Coaxium, where in Solo, a Star Wars story, basically it's the most explosive volatile thing on the, the galaxy. Be careful. Don't bump it. Don't move it. Don't shake it. Let's get behind the train and blow it up. Let's. Can we address that elephant in the room? Probably not. Okay, there's mine. What is your Galaxy's Edge biggest fail? Green Milk's not the answer. Millennium Falcon's on there for me. I really had high expectations for that. Didn't quite deliver. Um, again, if you have the right group with you in, in the cockpit, you can really make it fun. Um, but yeah, I remember getting off of that for the first time, and I was just like, it's, it's close, but it's just not quite there. I think um, the queue actually is why I usually go ride that ride more than actually the ride itself. Um, and then I would, I would probably say having an unknown planet. Um, I like that they kind of built the lore around Batu, but I think if we had a more um, a well-known planet, I, I think it would have done a lot better. I think it would help with the timeline issues. Um, I think it would help with, I mean, of course, Disney built this wanting to kind of copy Harry Potter. Um, and when you go to Universal, you are walking in things you've seen on the screen. And I feel like that is just like a, a bit of the magic that's missing at Galaxy's Edge. It's better now that it's familiar. And again, that there is lore around it, but to begin with, that was a that was a fail for me. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
other than the yeah, the Millennium Falcon thing. I don't I love Millennium Falcon. Still love that ride. Have you done Chewbacca mode? I've seen it on YouTube, but I've not, not done it. Not the same. Not the same. It's, Doug's done it. Uh, we did it like six times in a row before we got Chewbacca mode. So when we did do che- get Chewbacca mode to finally activate, like we had every word of Hondo memorized. So it was even probably more entertaining. But yeah, Chewbacca mode, the right crew. Watching my redheaded Irish twins battle in the cockpit and yell at each other gold highlight core memory right there so dick what's your uh biggest fails of galaxy's edge i did say dining character dining still blows my mind that we don't have that uh the other thing is uh no show like some sort of i i know even they do the little spider-man show what are you talking about they they walk out of a ship yeah and they stand there for two seconds and then they walk off that's a show that that is not what it, like when that land was built. I thought they were going to have some sort of stunt type show. Hold oh, so going back to Derek and Hollywood Studios uh, and my yeah. weird love for stunt shows. I think weird they love. should have some sort of show that is maybe a couple times during the day. Uh, v can be in it. Chewbacca, Ray, you get the, exactly what we have on the Halcyon. There's characters interacting, and you just put that in Hollywood Studios a couple times. I don't understand why they don't do that. You know they made that stage so that there could be a show there. Oh, absolutely. They, they didn't make it literally for characters to walk off of. Yep. That's all it is is stairs. It's a very expensive set of stairs. Well, and even when you and I were there, we saw V Murata like up in the little tower area. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know characters could be up there. And I'm like, oh, so they could like expand this show to be really big. Yeah, but they don't. No, like, I just don't understand. For the meet event when they opened it, yeah, they had a show like up up on like the the walkways up there, and uh, yeah, I was shocked that we never saw it again. They also had flying flying X wings. One time right. it flew over. Uh, side note, like didn't it, it was like the helicopter pilot just says this is a dumb idea. As someone who flies drones for a living, I'm like I kind of understand that. Yep, yep, but like. We know they're capable. They're just choosing not to. It's busy enough, right? Mm -hmm. Whether they fly X-Wings around is not going to bring one or two more people through the gate, probably. You're saving money by not, you know, piloting At the end of the day, it's a business, and uh, they can't spend that character dining money they're not making. So I guess that's where Like, why is there no character in Ogas? Like, one character behind the bar or at the bar. That has always bugged me. Yeah, you get Rex, but just put, like, one costume... The bartenders characters. are all characters, Derek. They're all... I'm, I'm well aware, but like uh, a Twilight. Why is there not just a Twilight sitting at the bar, behind the bars? Like, could just be sitting there telling stories. I don't... Uh, I can tell theme. you why there's not a female Twilight sitting behind the bar, because people are creepy and can't be trusted. That's... I under... Okay. Yep. Yeah. People suck. The, that ruins They it ruin all. everything. Yeah. So, anyway, on that note... So anything else, any little last things about Star Wars, Marvel, and the Disney parks? Other than I'm glad they're there and I enjoy them thoroughly. Derek, I think it's time for For the the lightning lightning round. round. All right, Savannah, you have survived thus far of Rope Drop Radio. So now it's time for the lightning round where the scores matter, but they are made up and they don't really count. This is where you answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever you need to do. Uh, Are you ready? I'm ready. Favorite movie? Beauty and the Beast. Animated. 
Ooh. Glad Excellent. you. I like the, the clarification. Yes. I didn't have I didn't have to follow up. I appreciate that. I needed to do it for myself. Clarified. Not the not the Emma Watson fan that no. Okay. Favorite character? Abby Bell. Oh, Stan. Got a theme going. The, All right. Yes. Let's see if we continue the trend. Favorite villain? Deep cut Prince John from Robin Hood. That is a that is a deep cut. You're not not wrong. Favorite Disney song? Probably how far I'll go from Moana. That's a great song. Yeah, Yeah, I'll give you uh, that. Correct. There's a lot of points with that answer. All right. Favorite Disney park? Hollywood Studios. Oh, excellent answer too. I mean, it's where Galaxy's Mm -hmm. Edge is. So, any all the blue milk you can drink if you have a credit card. All right. Favorite classic attraction you define classic? Um, probably Peter Pan's Flight. Going with the real classic there. Vintage. Do you prefer one for the other, one coast or the other coast? Or <sighs> nostalgia-wise, Disney Worlds, but Disneyland I think is a little bit better. Okay. Favorite modern attraction you define modern. This is controversial because it should be Rise of the Resistance, but for me, it's going to be Flight of Passage. Well, yeah. I don't know about this. Now she's got to start the Avatar blog with the new Avatar movie coming right? out. Right? You got to. It Avatar comes out every 13 direct. years. <laughs> Lots of content every 13 years. <laughs> but there's like 75 movies coming. So. That we, that we know. Yeah, sure. Sometime. We'll see. At some point. Hey. I watched a YouTube video break down the trailer and they're talking about like the characters from the first movie and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, there were characters in that. I've totally forgot their names. My kids weren't even born like when that movie came out. Yeah. My kids weren't old enough to go to a theater when that, or keep 3d glasses but on we're their seeing face. Avatar two together. Right, Doug? Sure. Okay. We'll put that in there. I, yeah. Yep. All right. Favorite Disney resort. Wilderness Lodge. What do you like about Wilderness Lodge in particular, if we can go a second level here? Oh, gosh. Um, I love the theme. I, lo- I love log cabins and that whole kind of design. So um, so that's definitely it, the aesthetic. It was also the first deluxe I ever stayed at. I'll do that it. really helped rank it at the top there. Yep. The, yeah. the correct answer is Geyser Point. Oh, I love Geyser Point. That's a good one. Yeah. I will say it's, so it's modeled off the um, Yellowstone Inn and it's extremely accurate after being there. And uh, just a little uh, shout out to Yellowstone right now yeah. as it washes away. I feel sorry for anybody trapped inside. Do you want to know who's there? Because... Right now? My dad, my dad oh, got dear. there right when they shut it down. So, so he's he, oh, not in he the He didn't park. get it. Like literally was driving That's... there. Good. From Minnesota, and uh, he texted me. He goes, so trying to get to Yellowstone, and they just shut us out. And then he got all the video, and he's like, "Oh, I'm like, glad no. we're not stuck there." Right, because if you're in Yellowstone, like it's remote. Mm-hmm. Cell phones don't really work. I don't know how those people are all getting out of there. Anyway, thinking of you, Yellowstone. Thinking of you. Anyway, back to the lightning round. That was a tangent. Favorite counter service restaurant. This varies, but today it would be Satuli Canteen. Excellent That's the correct answer. answer. You got yeah. it. Nailed it. Today you are today. right. You know what's day. funny? We talk all about Star Wars and Marvel. None of us mentioned any of their counter service dining. So Docking Bay 7, it's good. 
it's just not great. And it's like the most expensive counter service on. And it goes up a dollar every time. And I have proof. Just, so yeah. Derek needs to go less, so it stops going up a dollar. I go way too much that one. That's whose fault it is. It is. All right. Favorite table service restaurant? Pile Le Cellier at Epcot. Oh, love me some Le Excellent Cellier, choice. Yes. Most important question, favorite Disney snack? I love citrus swirls. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, right. Or the Dole Whip. Which there is, oh, there you go. Yeah. She saved herself. All right. Favorite Disney drink? Starbucks. Okay. There you we go. Know. Yep. You and, you and my wife every every time we go to the parks. All right. Disney bucket list. What's on your Disney travel bucket list? The Disneyland Paris. That's at the top right now. Okay. Not not the Halcyon or have you been? I have not been. I have not been. So it, it's it's on there. It's not at the top, but it's on there. Paris is probably a little more exciting then uh yeah plus now you got the marvel hotel which is open and looks fantastic they did a very nice job with that so all right derek that concludes the lightning lightning round round. well thank you so much for being on the show take a minute and tell the rope droppers where they can find you Uh, you can find me on twitter at disney park savvy i'm also writing things for the touring plans blog and again the mcu direct and star wars direct great stuff and uh, love it and we'll definitely share a link on our show notes and as well on our social media this week but we need to get to the patreon so we can talk more about the disney plus marvel and star wars shows doug we haven't done a review in quite a long time and we're no. due to talk about all the especially with the obi-wan out and all the shows a lot of things, a lot of things. A lot of so things. if you want to hear that content you're gonna to have to go in the show notes please help support the show uh, and thank you to all of our patrons who do support us as well and then a big shout out to touring plans travel for being our sponsor if you want to take an amazing vacation to anywhere and including disney and disney world check out all the star wars and all the stuff we talked about today you're gonna have to go to touringplans.com travel and you can find us in a link of where you heard it from rope drop radio so that is it so for savannah and doug i'm derek you've been listening to rope drop radio